0: Hello and welcome to Cutting Through the Noise, a podcast created by Stephanie Mason, Hayley Mears and Self Nadine Johns-Alcock. On this podcast, we want to share with you some of the latest innovations, particularly around not only the hairdressing industry, but all of the industries that impact on us as stylists, as suppliers, and as the people supporting the industry with marketing. So here we go. This episode is going to be all about the cost of living, what's happening in the economy and the on-flow effects, and maybe some solutions around what we can do in Salon Land to move with the change instead of against it. So welcome to the podcast, Stephanie and Haley. Great intro, thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you. Great at an intro, Nadine. Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you uh-huh. so we might start with you Hayley Haley, I know we were chatting earlier that you're noticing a little bit of a change in your life and in salon land so can you share with us what's going on for you at the moment
2: well I've noticed a massive economic shift for me professionally and I guess that means personally as well so um obviously in Australia and um I was talking to one of our podcast guests yesterday, uh, Larissa, who's over in New Zealand, and there's there's been this real kind of, you know, interest rates are going up and how that has affected small business um, because the owners of the small business don't have as much, you know, free-flowing cash, which means we don't pay ourselves. We make sure that everyone else on the team gets paid first and then we take a bit of a pay cut, which is what I've had to do. Um, And I think that knock-on effect means that my personal spending has to change and it's going to be edited for a little while until we bounce back. And I guess I've already had a warm-up version of this because I did it in COVID. But people are, you know, I guess the, the difference is COVID was, we knew it was going to be temporary to a degree, But this feels like it could potentially be more permanent because interest rates will affect the real estate market. We've got a full rental crisis happening. Um, For example, my husband explained to me, I said, oh, we got a letter from the bank saying that our mortgages, you know, it's only going up like $100 this month, like only. And he was like, oh, yeah, but our mortgage is actually split into four different categories. So it's going up 100 per four different categories and it's already gone up that four times.
0: So like 16 times,
2: yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm glad he's a numbers person and not me. (laughs) So I think that, you know, like life is getting very real and I'm talking to a lot of salons and everyone's cutting back. And as a marketing agency, we're, we're one of the luxuries that has to go first when salons are not doing the revenue and the turnover that they need to make themselves profitable and to be able to outsource. So, I think we are in for some pretty interesting
1: times. Um, but hopefully, Steph. How. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look, I think uh, obviously living most of the year in Europe, you do tend, because Australia does tend to, you know, I guess sit on the side a little bit. And they, mm. I got back at Christmas and I was telling everyone, guys, we're about to hit, hit into a massive recession. And everyone was like, not Australia. And I was like, you wait. So it is coming. It's here already. It's going to be very big. I mean, they're saying really it's either a recession, if not depression. Mm. If you look at what happened after the last pandemic, that was actually the depression, the global depression. So if you look at history, history repeats, right? So we have to look at what the reality is. But In these times, yes, there will be businesses that do close, but you have to be resourceful. You have to shift. You have to change. I mean, our business is definitely being affected, especially now in Australia, because when it does hit Australia, Australians don't know what to do, whereas Europeans and Americans, they're probably a little bit more used to it because it happens to them all um so you know I think when it finally hits Australia everyone goes oh my gosh what am I going to do and they just put their hands up but it's actually like how do you shift how do you change and especially in in our industry you know well I mean they call it the lipstick effect right so people still want to look good even if they are struggling they still want to look good because you know in, in our business People lose hair during these times. They're stressed. It yeah. creates more business. You know, there are so many opportunities. We just have to see or be open to looking for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and the signs yeah, it's so have true. been there. For a while, right? Like in salon land, um, we've been experiencing clients cancelling more than they ever have before. So lots of last-minute cancellations, lots of not really any reason. So, you know, is there an economic reason that that's happening? The highest cancellations we have ever seen. And also stylists are feeling fatigued. Their clients are feeling fatigued. There's a lot going on. I've noticed the salon, I think, you know, we were talking about it, Hayley, we just had the quietest week that we've had in the salon since its first few weeks of opening. So, in my salon, that was five years ago. So, the quietest week in five years is something to really have a look at. And mm. I've had to make some decisions just lately in my business where I now have two less people than I had last week um, because the business is just moving in a different direction and we've got to act really quickly. I don't know. So I think that's it. I think that's such a great point. Like don't kind of sit around and
2: wait for this to happen. Like I went straight into action mode as soon as like the tangible things started to affect my life. I was like, right, don't need to spend 50 bucks a week on lottery tickets anymore. That can go. All of those things had to change. But it's all about how quickly you can react and step back to your point, The
0: um, how agile you are and how you adapt and pivot.
1: Oh, absolutely. But don't
0: you think, um, Stephanie particularly, like don't you think that these times where things do get a bit lean and you have to make tough decisions, it's also a really great time for opportunity. Like the people in your business who are doing really well, you want to keep them and reward them and maybe even pay them a little bit more because they're the ones that are going to see you through to the future. So there's lots of opportunities mm-hmm. that come on when you are willing to make those really tough decisions and also looking at technology like how can we use technology to better use our time and make the most of what we do have do you guys have any thoughts on that
1: oh totally and I also I really agree in times that are tough you've got to go harder that's what I believe like you've got to push through it You're going to push through the wall, there'll be a wall there, it might be concrete, I don't care what it looks like, but you're just going to keep going through eventually, knock it down. So, you know, I think um, that and you know, there's, there's so much happening with technology. I mean, I'm really, really excited about AI. I know I've talked about this a few times, but I am over the moon excited about this as an opportunity for business. And I think if you've got, um, you, you have to as a business owner be thinking about this and putting it at the forefront of anything that you're doing right now. If anyone's not looking at Chat GBT, please look into it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm using it for everything. You know, it's saving me. I'm writing, it's writing emails for me. It's writing, it's writing proposals. I just did a, a business plan concept using it. I mean, it, it's it's amazing. So, you know, it's and you know. I'm not particularly patient with writing emails. I don't really love writing a long-winded email. I mean, Nadine probably gets um, five-letter responses from me often. She might get a <laughs> longer email from me now because I can put it through you. It might be, to be more delicately put. I might I might come across as professional.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe. But for those who are listening who have absolutely no idea what you're talking about, Stephanie, can you just explain to us what is it and how do we use it, where do we find it? And, yeah, we know you love it.
1: Oh, my gosh. I don't even know how to explain this without confusing myself. I mean, it's artificial intelligence, right? It's, uh, it will replace Google. It, it, mm. Google is creating their own version of it. Uh, it's currently free you go on to an you can you know go through um, your explorer go um, chat gbt make a password a login you can access it from your phone but I find it works better currently on your pc or your mac whatever you use Um, and uh, yeah you just type in ask any question you like you can uh, ask it to write a bio about your business. I got it to write a bio about Showpony the other day. It was amazing. Better than my my current bio. <laughs>
2: it's, it's pretty incredible. And to give you a bit of an example, I used um, I used it just to play around with for a press release um, for a brand that I worked with the other day. And I put in like just a couple of sentences, bullet points, and I said, want to write a press release? These are the main points. It pulled up, okay, the year that the business was started, It you know, pulled that information out of Google itself. It knew the two names of the founding company leaders. It knew um, certain periods of success. So in the sixties, they did this, and then moving into the seventies, that was their next era. And I was like, that is incredible. And I've given you three sentences to work with.
1: Yeah. Now, what I will say as a disclaimer, and they do say this, it's not all accurate. So you do need to check it. So um, until it goes live, I believe. Uh, it's it's not at the accuracy level that it needs to be however it's it's very close so um you know like there was I think a comment in the bio that uh, it said that it was the, the company was founded by two sisters now I don't have a sister I'm an only child so <laughs> yeah so <laughs> you know it does come up with things like that however you know if you if you use it wisely you can utilize it to, minimize the time because even the time for me to write out most of that bio would have taken me so much longer than me just typing in a couple of sentences or a couple of words even and then it was populating the whole thing and then I just had to tweak it so I'm using it to maximize on time and don't be afraid I believe to share this knowledge with your team because the more that they can use it the better
2: I think it's yeah. going to have a massive impact on my corner of the industry in that marketing and social space because it will free people up and a lot of salon owners are like, I don't really know how to write a caption and I'm not sure what to say. That's not their comfortable space. So with a program like this that's going to do it for them, there's less reliance on people like myself that, that work in that PR marketing space. So we'll pivot and we'll become specialists in something else that can't be reproduced in AI.
1: Well, I mean, the thing it can't do is strategy and you do have to tell it what to do. So the thing is, you know, I do believe, yes, you can go in and, and you can write a sentence, but I mean, Haley, you've got you've got the strategy mind. Your team have the strategy. Yeah. So, you know, but it will save you a lot of time so you can actually maximize your time for your clients.
0: Mm. Yeah, and people like copywriters and people working in marketing and PR are still going to need to exist for proofing, right? Like it'll just, like Stephanie said, it'll maximise your time, but there are also some risks. So like Steph said, you do have to read through it, make sure there's no mistakes. So there will need to be people with technical expertise. It's just a plug for me and for educators all around the world. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, there are other risks like things like bias, for example. Do you want to make sure when you're reading through something, is it as diverse as you want it to be? That might, you know, become a risk now and into the future. And then I did do a little bit of reading where, you know, you can leave yourself open to phishing attacks or cyber attacks as well if you're, you know, allowing it to use sensitive information, for example. So really. Super interesting conversation and I think it's going to benefit all businesses and salons as well. And there are also other technologies that can help in this time. So I know, Stephanie, we've been talking with people working on various things to help the the hairdressing industry like scheduling apps or apps that can allow you to have all of your suppliers' products in one easy basket, which sounds really exciting. And there's also other ones that allow you to work with your scale to measure your colour and create your orders immediately on an app. So have you guys heard of these things or anything like it, similar, different?
2: I have. And I'm pretty excited. I love that kind of vertical integration of an app that is, you know, a booking system, an ordering system, A retail system that allows the client in the chair to have something delivered to them pretty much while they're in the chair, but it's also their point of sale. So recently, um, when I had my hair done, shout out to Katie Reeve, who uh, cuts and colours my hair. Um, Hopefully we'll get her on the podcast soon. Um, she has one and I got to the end of my appointment, I got a link through and I clicked on the link on my phone and it just said, do you want to use Apple Pay? I clicked on that. So she didn't need to have like a point of sale at all. Like
0: that's pretty amazing.
1: That is amazing. Yeah.
0: And you can do it in the chair, right? The pressure's are. Yeah. Your stylist has shared with you all of her recommendations. And I want to do a shout out to her as well. She's an incredible educator. So thanks, Katie. She just came and educated my team. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think no matter what you do, whether you're sitting with clients in the chair, talking to them about their products, or going out and educating other stylists or traveling around the world like Stephanie is, you know, it's great to use technology to make your life easier. So speaking of travelling around the world, Stephanie, your lifestyle at the moment, it's off the hook. It looks ridiculous. Um, But I've been with you recently in Europe and I know it's sometimes not as glamorous as it seems. Do you want to share with us um, what's happening at Showpony and where are we at and, yeah, what does the future look like?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, lots lots going on. Um, yes, my life does look very glamorous. Instagram is a thing. Uh, I don't post any of the bad signs. There's lots of bad sides, But you know what? When those times are happening, I don't really feel like posting. So sorry if I'm not giving you guys all the juicy food <laughs> stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, so I guess for anyone that hasn't heard already, uh, Kevin Murphy uh, have acquired Showpony, which is... Uh, super exciting for me, and as well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is, it is, it it will and is giving us the wings that we really uh, needed as a brand. You know, uh, growing a global brand is uh, not a small uh, exercise. It's been on my agenda since I started 15 years ago, and uh, you know, I've I wanted to be a lot further than I am today, but it takes a lot of muscle uh, and funding to support that growth um so you know and you know with us being in a global market it has it hasn't affected australia yet yeah, it definitely has um but you know we are um going to be coming back in a big way at hair festival which we're very excited about i can't wait if anyone's not going to hair festival please please do come because we're doing an amazing stand and I want everyone to see it. Sorry. I'm really excited. Um, I mean, <laughs> sorry. Just a little plug. Uh, no, but, yes, yeah, so, uh, so basically what it means for show painting, for me, I am now, uh, instead of being called the founder and CEO, my new title is founder and president, which is very American. Uh, hilarious. El Presidente, as my friends in Spain call (laughs) it, hilarious. Uh, But what that means is I am still running the business as normal. Uh, uh, You know, I'm still running the business. The team is still in place. No changes. I'm still a shareholder in the business. So um, I've got invested interest still. I'm not walking away. I'm still very passionate about what I'm doing, but it will give us uh, the growth that we need. We're launching America next week, which is huge. Um, to launch America in the way that we need to, uh, we need muscle. So that's what Kevin Murphy is helping us to do. And we're very much aligned. You know, I felt like we were just in meetings in Cancun all together with the team and, you know, as much as my post looked amazing being in Cancun, it was very heavy full-day meetings. Uh, but we're very much aligned, you know, in everything that we do. So there's going to be lots of exciting things coming from both brands. Um so that's me in a wrap for anyone that wants to know. But if anyone has any questions, please do not hesitate to DM me and ask. And, um, yeah, I'm more than happy to talk to anyone if anyone has any queries or questions on that.
0: So when we DM you, Steph, can we get your recipe for the margarita that we had sure. on the day? For that like one swim that we had the whole time. I mean. <laughs> I
1: know. We made it look very good. But, yes, it was intense, wasn't it, Nadine?
0: Yeah, yeah. But it's been amazing. And I guess the thing that I love about being part of the group is it is a really fun, youthful brand, as well as having all of those, you know, brand values that we really respect, like quality products and being super eco-friendly and very education-focused And a fresh approach compared with maybe some of the big super brands that we remember, well, I remember back in the day when I was a baby hairdresser that, you know, were everything to me. Super brands, super salons with 20-plus team members in them. But the industry doesn't really look like that anymore. What do you think, Hayley? What are you seeing happening in salon land? What's changing? Um, look, I think there's a there's a big change where
2: at exactly as you said, like the big mega behemoth salons, twenty thirty staff. I'm not seeing very many of those anymore. Everyone's downsized, and I think that's because post COVID, a lot of people have decided they want to be independent. The rented chair model is very attractive, and to support that trending model, there's lots of. Um, you know, I can use Salon Lane as an example, and there's there's quite a few other ones too whose names I've forgotten. Um, sorry, guys. Um, but, like, to be able to become an independent stylist, like everything's at your fingertips now. So that's where the growth of the hairdressing career path is. It's not actually in salon models anymore, which affects all of us because everyone that supports has supported that business model now needs to pivot to support something totally different. And I think to see where that goes over the next five years is going to be very interesting.
0: Well, it's it's really it can be quite hard too. Like if I just put my salon owner hat back on, this is a true story. This happened to me this morning. One of my what I thought was super loyal, lovely clients. I've been doing her hair a really long time. Sent me a text message this morning and said, "Hey, I used to see." such and such a stylist in your salon. I understand that she's moved on. Can you just flick me her mobile number? Yeah, silence, cricket. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I did, like I did type out this big long response that said, hey, you know, I've spent all these years and all this time training this person and She's as great as she is because I made her that way. I mean, obviously, that is a massive ego trip and I'm an idiot. So I deleted all of that and said, I'm really sorry. I I don't know where she is, which is a genuine I do not know. Um, But I'm sure you can find her on social media. Best of luck. And if you ever need me, I'm here for you. But I did have to swallow my right it's pretty hard like i'm gonna say i wanted to say that i was all like yeah here she is and you know have a great future together and run off into the sunset but as a business owner it's really tough um so salon sizes are downsizing and Stylists are basically completing their apprenticeship and what I'm finding is the very next morning when they wake up qualified, they're like, what's next? Get me out of here. So I've been chatting with Stephanie about this too because just trying to brainstorm like what's the future? How can we future-proof the salon business? Because I love it. I love being Mm -hmm. behind the chair. I don't want to lose it. And we've got a few ideas. Um, shall we talk about Steph? Or yeah, why not? do you want to I want to know. Yeah. Tell
2: me, tell me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, you know, as a salon owner, I know now that people come to me, I offer great training. Um, I'm not in the salon very often, so I'm not there to actually mentor them and grow them beyond that. And so they reach a point where they're ready to move on and see what else is out there. So instead of me you know, paying their wages and getting them up to a it takes me years sometimes to get them to be productive to a point where they're actually even at a point where what I'm paying them means that there is a return on the investment. And I don't like talking about humans this way, but it's a business. Yeah. So Why don't we just be really upfront about it? And this is Stephanie's idea that she shared with me. And at first I was like, oh, my God, really? And now I love it. So (laughs) why not just front and say, hey, this is what you're going to do. You're going to come to me. I'm going to turn you into an incredible hairdresser. And then I'm going to let you go with clients. But you're going to pay me to build your business. Yeah. Because at,
1: it. because at the end of the day, right, how are these indie hairdressers going to learn? Of course, they will learn from other, other hairdressers, yes. But they do need mentors, right? They're going to need mentors. And the, the, the quality of the industry will go down if we don't support the new hairdresser. And it is a new version of the hairdresser, right? Mm. But why don't we work in partnership with them to grow them, develop them, And then let them shine. Let them go off. Let them be the best version of themselves. But it has to be, business has to be fair. And I think, you know, it's got to be, it's got to go both ways, you know, work together. So they're actually benefiting as well. So, hey, I want to be developed by Nadine. I know she's an incredible hairdresser. That's why I'm going to her salon. But I'm happy to share in the rewards if I can have her continued mentorship. Why not? Like you know, and then obviously it's a different business model, but we have to look and shift and evolve. Like, what's our other option? Other like hairdressers that are going to go out there and have not the greatest education, and then what are the results going to look like down the line? Yeah,
0: it's going salon owners. Yeah, or salon owners feeling resentful that they've put years and of wages and time and effort into someone and then they leave and take their clients with them, right? Like We've got
1: to make an industry that supports everyone, you know, and I think that's that's where, you know, uh, and I I also think back to AI, and I'm going to talk about this again, but AI is going to replace a hell hell of a lot of jobs, okay, and, you know, but it will not replace the haircut. It will not replace a colour. And it can't replace the stylist. Not yet anyway. Never say never. But for the moment, it's going to put more people into our industry because other industries are going to go. And actually, I think it will be reverse for us. We can't find staff at the moment, but I think we will because other people we will probably have a flood of new people coming into our industry because they're going to lose jobs from AI. Now, this chat GBT has only been out for about, you know, five, six weeks. That's the amount of change that has already occurred In the last five to six weeks with this with ai has been incredible imagine what it's going to look like in a year there are going to be hundreds thousands of people without jobs they're going to come back to our industry now how can we make it better
0: yeah yeah
2: well i'm I'm interested to know steph what do you think the forecast is for the timeline for that shift to happen within the industry
1: quick very fast
2: okay
1: yeah i mean i was in an uber uh, and I love talking to an Uber driver sometimes. Uh, <laughs> uh, and there was this guy that was driving Uber, but he's studying AI. And he was so insightful for me. This is what got me on this journey in the first place. I've forgotten his name and I don't have his number. I'm sorry, whoever it was, if you ever listened to this. Um, but you changed my life, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he was saying, you know, it will, yeah, basically it will replace Google. It will be in the next two years, the entire world environment will be completely different. Mm. So, you know, and if you don't jump on and and find out more about AI now, it'll be like when the internet first launched, people get left behind and then you've got the, the grandparents that don't know how to use their phone and, you know, that whole, do we want to be like that? No, we don't. So think about looking at AI, I think make it a priority. It's really important, but also I think it's going to be great for our industry.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, um, an example of that is I have an electric car and the even like the bits of AI that I can like I can unlock. Okay, here's an example. So and it sounds like I'm just being a, a nerdy geeky tech person, but um I parked at my friend's place and she's like, Oh, you parked your, your new car here. I'd love to take it for a drive. And I'm like, Well, if you download the app, I'm just gonna send you a link. Um, and you can just, what you do is you just wave your phone near a particular part of the car, it'll unlock, and then you can get in and drive it, like it's totally keyless. That kind of stuff that we forget, like we're actually living it already. 100%. All of these features, yeah.
1: Yeah, and exactly, it is already happening to us. And it's like this whole, uh, you know, this concept of pushing back, we've got to go with it because if you don't go with it and this whole thing about changing, you know, hairdressers going to freelance, we've got to move with the times. We've got to shift. We've got to change. And unfortunately, the people that don't will lose their businesses. They will move out of the industry. There will be people that lose out of this. And, and that's unfortunate. But I mean, if I can give anyone advice, just be open and, 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 and try to evolve. I mean, we're doing a real shift in our business at the moment. We're You know, we're going really deep with how we can evolve and change. You know, we're a 15-year-old business. If we don't look at shifting and changing now, we won't have a business, even though we've been bought by Kevin Murphy. But it doesn't matter. Showpony still will sit as an individual brand. If we don't move and evolve, whether or not Kevin Murphy has bought us or not, we won't survive. So, you know, that's the reality of it. Yeah, Yeah,
0: and we do rely on salons shifting and evolving as well. And, you know, younger stylists will, they will just naturally shift and evolve. We just have to make sure that salon owners are ready to go on that ride with them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, look, totally anyone listening to this, if you've got any ideas and you want to jump on this chat with us and talk about, you know, what is your idea? Do you have any concepts? You know, this whole podcast was developed to have you know, to cut through the noise, to have a conversation about how we can evolve and change this industry. So please, by all means, let us know. We are keen to talk to you.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much. You've been listening to Stephanie Mason from Showpony. My name is Nadine Johns-Alcock. I also work as the global head of Showpony, and I have my own salon, Dorothy Jean here, and Hayley Mears from Six Underground Media. You've heard all about AI and the shifts in the salon industry and in economics globally. Do reach out to us. Thanks so much for listening to Cutting Through the Noise.